Christensen just levers and catcher off the ball, but it's all over, and it's Arsenal's FA Cup. What a triumph for Mikel Arteta in his first season as manager. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with both of the goals. And after a season in which Arsenal have encountered so many problems, it turns out to have a silver lining. The most watched televised match of the season saw 8.2 million people tune in to see Arsenal claim glory against Chelsea. Pulisic made history, becoming the first American to score in an FA Cup final. Then he limped off, injured, and so did Chelsea's title hopes. Arsenal's number 14 sealed the comeback with a sublime finish. On today's episode, we ask, what did we learn from England's final curtain call? Today is Monday, August 3rd, my name is Ben Fuentes. I'm Joey B, baby. What up, Joe? How are you, What's man? up, Ben? That was a really good intro, man. I'm doing really well, man. I'm excited for this show, man. How are you feeling? Ah, pumped as always, bro. Dude, so so much drama, man. So much drama this past weekend. And, uh, it's, dude, it's been action-packed season. But, dude, since the restart... I can only say I can only describe this lineup of games and tournaments coming up. It's like it's like the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> you yeah. know, this this past this past Saturday was like SummerSlam, and if you know WWE wrestling, then you know that after SummerSlam, WrestleMania is around the corner, and in this case, that's the Champions League, which is coming up this Friday. Oh, incredible, Ben! And I am not a wrestling fan, so if you guys aren't either. It's okay. Um, that was a good analogy, though, Ben. But, yeah, Champions League. So, it's, it's the best of the best, man, coming up. And today's FA Cup was a little bit preview of that knockout competition that we crave so much. And, dude, there's there's Arsenal fans everywhere out right now, Ben. So, oh, man, I'm so excited to get into the show, brother. Dude, so pumped, so pumped. I'd say uh, tuning in, I, I was I was excited and, and nervous. But, dude, so many FA Cup um, you were nervous, Ben. Man. Moments from FA. No, watching the London boys. You were nervous, huh? Yeah, I don't know why. I was a little nervous for like Pulisic, oh, bro. Like okay. in me, I was like, you know, you know, I want the I want the American dream to happen. I want Pulisic to win yeah. it. But then as soon as as soon as he came off injured, bro, I was like, all right, Arsenal, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some of that rivalry from I guess the Chelsea and Man United days still still in your blood. But Ben, man, we have such an exciting show. So just just like always, we're gonna do something you may have missed, and then we're gonna get into uh, the FA Cup reactions. We don't want to give too much away now. And then um, sort of our third segment, if you will, is gonna be sort of the best moments. Uh, from the Champions League, at least from our perspective. So some of the best games that we watch, the emotion that you feel from that tournament, getting ready for next week or next Friday uh, when it kicks back off. So, Ben, so exciting, man. Um, yeah, and man. I'm going to get it started. So just like the title says, something you may have missed, something you might have missed in the news. Um, this comes out of Italy, Ben. His name is Josip Ilicic. Um, So this is unconfirmed, but it's like 95% sure uh, but he's going to miss the game against PSG for personal issues. Quote, unquote, he's depressed. And so in the Italian media, there's reports saying that the reason he's depressed is that he made an impromptu trip to Slovenia. And guess what he found, Ben? His wife was in a bed with another man. So mental, 
Oh, Dude, no. mentally, he's not there right now. So, again, this is unconfirmed, but, you know, going through some news media, um, this is most likely the reason he's depressed. Because if you think about the form that he's in, so Annalena is in third place in Serie A. He has five goals in the Champions League. That's more than Messi and Ronaldo. He has 15 goals in Serie A in 26 games. So he's he's their top scorer. Um, and right now he's compli- uh, contemplating retirement. And he said he might not even continue on in football. Um, so I, the first thought in my mind was, did PSG send someone to Slovenia? <laughs> <laughs> um, if that's true, it's obviously it's awful. It's completely terrible. But Ben, well, I mean, what do you make of this news, dude? Wow, bro. Dude, no, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. I actually did not hear this. Uh, usually when we when we do a little homework and we prep, we kind of give each other a little bit. But this is breaking news for me, bro. That, it, Yeah, he's a, he's a baller of a player, too. Like, I remember watching him in the Champions League against Valencia, and he, he had some like two or three goals, maybe even four. Dude, it was, he, he's Dude, insane. Yeah, he so, had four that game. Big four. miss for him. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he had yeah. four. But dude, what the what? what walking in on this? Oh my yeah. god, dude, that's that's insane. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I I can't picture that imagining that his feelings. But that's just that's just awful, and um, that's sad. Dude, it is sad. <laughs> if I can, if wow. I can for a second here, Ben Illicic, if you're listening to the Regis Report, and you probably are, we're pretty popular, especially in Europe. Um, dude, you're a professional footballer. You make a lot of money. There's other fish in the sea, my dude. Um, I want you to concentrate. Maybe just maybe go to France, play this game, or wherever. Maybe it's in Italy. I can't remember. But, dude, you're going to get through this, man. Okay, we need you back in football. Let's get it together. It sucks. I know you got to move on, but you're in a good position to do that. <laughs> wow. Wow, Joe. That, that, was, that was an amazing find and uh, good story, bro. Thank uh, you. Mine's – Mine just was was this past weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go through mine. This this uh, was after the FA Cup final. A bunch of interviews uh, that has been memorable, but the one that sticks out to me the most and to a lot of Arsenal fans, and maybe not everybody heard this, but it's from Emilio Martinez and his 10 year journey to glory. So let's listen in on the interview. And uh, Obama Yang is next to him too, so you know. So let's let's take a listen. Emmy, tell us what it's like for, for you and for your family watching this game as well. Wow. I can't really talk about it. the best, my brother. For those that don't know, let, let, me, let me speak while you compose yourself because I know you've been had six lone clubs during your time at Arsenal. It's been a long fight for you to get in this side. A decade in its entirety to get here. You're chosen for the final and now you and your family can celebrate winning this FA Cup, largely thanks to this man on your left-hand side. If you can put it into words, we'd love uh, you to do ask, it for us. Ask him to hit me for the game. You're going to win us the game <laughs> uh, because you're a captain and he did it. Um, and regarding my family, I can't talk with it. Big respect for this man. Big respect. Well, we'll, we'll try and let you gather your thoughts. But let, let's speak to him. <laughs> so, Joe, man was in, in tears holding it back. The interviewer was uh, really good there and just knowing what to say to him after when he was just holding back those tears, the journey that he's been through, man, loaned out for six different times and then coming to the club at a young age, tender age of 16. And, you know, the, the journey that it, that it has to go through and now to lift up the FA cup final with Arsenal. That's, that's the beautiful game right there. Just the, the long journey to get there. Congratulations to him. Uh, and just, 
touch of class there from from uh, Aubameyang too being next to him. So that was that was lovely, man. Lovely to see. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that's of that? really. I, ben, I think it. You don't understand the mental strength it takes to not play in the first eleven, but still stay focused, stay concentrated. Um, and it's just an incredible story that finally he's getting his moment. And um, I remember the first time he's, he was playing for Arsenal in the Premier League because Leno went down. I, you know, I was like, okay, who is this guy? And he's, dude, he's impressed me. Like now, I think he's, you know, at the same caliber as Leno, maybe even better. Um, to be determined. But he had a great FA Cup final. There was some controversy there, but dude, just huge story for him, man. Just brilliant, brilliant. Um, and you know, always stay with it, like you said, Ben. That's a beautiful game. The beautiful game, man. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to them. And but that that takes us into what we're here to talk about, man. Let's talk FA Cup final. <laughs> this game, bro, this game was broadcasted in the US by ESPN Plus. So you had to pay subscription for it. You had to uh, get those pennies out, pay that five bucks a month to get it. But dude, this this was the first American to play in the FA Cup final in ESPN, bro. ESPN had fishing playing. So that should speak volumes and kind of kind of what a shame that 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 was. But, dude, from all the banter that that they've received this season, Gooners going into work Monday morning like Ric Flair, wooing every hater and telling them to suck it. I think, though, this this has saved their season, man. Adding silverware to the cabinet. It's also this win gets them a place in Europa League next season, sending Spurs from auto qualification now having to play two qualifiers so much unraveled after this game, Joe, what were your thoughts kind of going into it, bro? Well, it's kind of like you said, dude, my first thoughts was, okay, this is a game that Arsenal has to win because Lampard, he did his job. He got Chelsea top four. So they're going to be in the Champions League no matter what. Um, but Arsenal, man, eighth place in the league. They didn't really have a lot to cheer for. There's rumors that Aubameyang may not resign. And we don't know if that's because of money. We don't know if that's because Arsenal um, aren't going to play in Europe, but now they are. So it was a game they had to win, Ben, and they looked the part today. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, so well-deserved for Arsenal fans. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Ben. I don't know, man. This It was an interesting game, okay? It was an interesting game. And I don't know if it saves Arsenal's season because they have a lot of work to do in the transfer market. Uh, but it was a brilliant game to watch, and it was well-deserved um, for the Arsenal players. Well-deserved, man. And I think, like I told you a little bit of my thoughts kind of going into the game with, with Pulisic, just, you know, writing the the american hero story and it took him just five minutes man to get on the board that was that was like way too easy and like pulisic and Giroud, i'm starting to build this like stockton malone type chemistry and and just kind of like you said lampard and chelsea have you know have have risen this team and to to uncharted kind of territory so this this was this like would have been the cherry on top for for chelsea like you like you said exactly uh, but for Arsenal, man, I think it's so it's such a crazy topsy turvy yes. season for them, you know. Yes. And then to come out on top like this, and to not only like the the not only like the the the, the result that happened, but also just like the manner they played, yeah. bro. They they outplayed Chelsea for sure. For sure, I couldn't like you said, Ben. Worst possible start from Arsenal. They go one nil down because of Pulisic's goal, but it's the best possible start for Pulisic. So I'm watching this game and already unfolding. I'm thinking, well, this is the same old Arsenal. You know, it's going to end in tears, <laughs> right? And then you know, 
right. you know, the criticism towards Arsenal has always been they're not mentally strong enough uh, when they go down a goal. But the way they played today, it was like they had a plan. They knew if they went down, they, you know, the gameplay really, their style of play didn't change when they went down. Um, but they always look danger in this game. So it was it was brilliant, man. It was it was really good. Chelsea they pressed high, um, which allowed a lot of space for Aubameyang and uh, Maitland Miles uh, to get in behind um, on Espinacueta's side. So, dude, you kind of saw like how fast they are. I, I don't think I realized that um, until I saw them today, and I'm kind of thinking like, damn, why haven't they played this way all season? But um, yeah, yeah, no, Br- brilliant tactically, I think, from Arteta setting up their their side like that, but. I think from a Chelsea perspective, it was like, dude, like you're really gonna hold up a high line and press, and you know you're going up against Aubameyang. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that so that first PK, you know, Aspilicueta gets caught, and that that happened a couple times before. And yeah. You have to think as like you know a defender like Kurt Zuma, Rudiger, one of them has to be like, yo, let's not have that that happen again. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> it. Just kept happening, but then. Yeah, so he gets caught. Aspilicueta, I think he's a liability. I think he's 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 good one on one, but dude, he's he's slow, he's slow, and uh, and yeah, dude, he got caught. And then I think that was definitely a pen. I think some maybe some people might have argued that that have been soft, and uh, and some maybe even on the other side of of this could have said that that could have been a red too, but it was a yellow. Uh, so a lot of controversy too, Joe. From just just from speaking on this moment right here, is Anthony Taylor's officiating. So that's getting a lot of headlines. He was trending on Twitter after the game, bro. He was like number four, number fourth in uh, in, in trending on on Twitter. So that's that's weird to see from a referee. And um, and the second, I think, uh, questionable call was the uh, was a second yellow for. Uh, which which I don't think was, was a second yellow. Yeah, like, on Kovacic, you, yeah. Yeah, on Kovacic. Uh, like, no, you know, VAR uh, in its in its way to, to contest a second yellow for a red that that's not in the rule books, but it's a it changes the game, um, but still doesn't take away from the fact that just Chelsea didn't come to play. Yeah, no, I don't think you can you can't really put down. I I, I mean I I think Chelsea will point their fingers at the referee, but I mean this was a this was a game that Arsenal I think they dominated. I think they deserved to win it. Um, yes, Anthony Taylor. I, I wouldn't say he even had a bad game. Like the first yellow card for Kovacic was definitely a yellow card. The second one, you know, yeah. when you looked at it live, it looked really poor. It looked like a bad challenge in slow motion. He got the boot, but that could have been a bad challenge. He still went in quite aggressively. So yeah, I don't think the second one was a yellow. At the same time, he doesn't really need to make a challenge there either. Um, and kind of had yeah. you mentioned it before, the other controversial moment in this game was when Martinez came out and stopped Abraham. Um, yes. But, dude, you're talking about margins there. I mean, you have to do that ultra slow speed to figure out that, okay, his body's definitely outside the box, but the ball maybe for a millisecond was also outside the box. But, I mean, this is a game of margins. So I, I think it's really difficult to say that the ref had a bad game. That's why Chelsea lost. I don't think that's the reason. I think just Arsenal overall deserved to win um, today. And, um, you know, that's what we saw. Uh, but there was a lot of similarities between these two teams, Ben. I thought Ceballos and Jaka, they played against their mirror, their selves, and Kovacic and Jorginho. Um, 
and and kind of looking at the starting 11 too and there's so many similarities there in terms of talent like it's almost like difficult to separate because Lacazette he's been like really applauded for his hold-up play going into this game that's the same as Giroud and then you have the best play mm-hmm. for Chelsea Pulisic and the best play for Aubameyang they're both playing the left wing position they kind of cancel each other out mm-hmm. and then like I already mentioned the two midfielders but Pepe and then Mount two similar players um in terms of their um influence on the game not necessarily the way they play and you look at this back line they're equally suspect like Zuma's had a pretty good season but he's been caught out he got beat by Bumiang you look at David Lee same thing he's sometimes he's there sometimes he's not so I looked at the similarities of these teams I'm like wow like it's hard to pick between the players and then I thought okay here's the real difference you have Lampard then you have Arteta and so this is maybe a future battle that we're going to see more of in the future. But um, it kind of came down to the management band. And, and what you so you mentioned a little bit about Frank Lampard's tactic. Where do you think he got it wrong? No, I think that his his it caught up to him. His pressing style of play, you know, like the we me and you can call it the the Bielsa press because we watched the documentary on on Leeds because that's and it, it's it has been done with a lot of Premier League teams. And I think Lampard has been doing that and it's been it's been doing well for him but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get stale especially when you come up a team who can play out of the back and that's so, it right there ben you said it Arsenal I mean, today could play out so, of the back there was times where pepe got yeah. caught maybe and sometimes bellerin um where chelsea won the ball back but when it really mattered they played it out of the back very well long ball to maintain uh niles or even a bummy yang and, that, and that's where they were yeah. dangerous that speed so arsenal showed they could play out of the back today and i thought this was maybe one of pepe's best game i've, I've seen him play and I, I i used to joke with ben and oscar and i don't know if this was an actual nickname or not i feel like i made it up uh, but i used to call pepe pepe la pew um because he's from <laughs> yeah, france yeah. and he, you made that up bro you made that i up. made that up okay perfect yeah so credit register report here but yeah dude he, he he never seemed to get it right but now you have a new manager in there arteta and uh he seems to know his role better and he like pepe was really wasteful earlier in the season when he had possession he tried to take on players it's kind of like an individual performance but today he played really well for the team so really impressive stuff ben i was i was really honestly really impressed uh with with the way arsenal played and my question for you ben which i think maybe is on a lot of people's mind too where would arsenal have finished if Arteta had the lads from the start. So these same team from the start, because there's 10 points difference between Arsenal and Chelsea in the table. Um, and it just seemed like this Arsenal today and maybe in some of their past games are so different than how they were in the beginning of the season. So different. So different. I mean, there's, it's hard to play that type of like fantasy type question, but I mean, uh, with the form that they were in, the, the, you know, I, I would have probably put them in the top six, you know, for for yeah. sure, but they they still have those those lapses in games. Uh, I think it was after they beat Man City, uh, they went on to to lose the next game. I remember they had that week right. where they beat Man City board, yeah. and they beat Liverpool. And I forget who they played against afterwards, but it was it was it was a game they should have won. I want to say it was like. Uh, uh, Villa or Bournemouth, one of the bottom league teams. I forget, Joe. Do you no, I don't remember the exact team, but I think I think you're right. But I, dude, I think if Arteta maybe maybe this is a stretch. Maybe I'm playing into the momentum of this game a little bit. But dude, it, it makes me think if he was there from the beginning, they might have been in the top four because ten points is not that much. And what I saw today, and then you know, to be fair to Emery, he had some injuries. Like Tierney in the beginning of the season was not there. I thought he played brilliant today. 
Um, and just like Chelsea pressed, Arsenal also pressed, though. Tierney won the ball multiple yeah. times. So it was almost they had the same tactics, and you saw an Arsenal roster on top of Chelsea. What, what did you think, Ben, about Conte not playing? What, did you have some question marks there? Or what were your thoughts about that? I think it was fitness is what I heard from Lamp, uh, Lampard after the game saying that fitness played a part in their game. Uh, so I think for, for Lampard as, as a learning kind of curve from, from this game is that, you know, he, he doesn't have maybe the, the depth that he wants, but he's also been, his team has been kind of injury prone. So I heard rumors that, that he was, that he wasn't fit for the games or else he would have played or come on as a sub, but there's still question marks there. Pulisic now, Joe, is is uh, in that kind of injury prone category. Um, yes. So, so that that was that that that's kind of plays a factor into that too. So and then Aspilaqueta went down with the with the pulled hammy, um, and then Pedro went down too. I don't know what he did right to his shoulder. So, dude, I, I, it comes down to moments. Just like in this game was just moments, but that definitely Arsenal deserved, uh, deserved that win. So yeah, um, real quick too, Ben about Conte. I also heard that Lampard was scared yeah. to play him um, and risk losing mm. him for Bayern Munich for the champions coming up. So, you know, Lampard, Lampard's yeah. a winner. He's, he's going to think they're still in that tie. And I heard if, you know, like you said, but he wasn't hundred percent fit. So if they play him even for a couple of minutes and he gets injured, he sort of restarts the re- uh, rehabilitation process. So, um, but dude, pull the stitch, his first goal been, Real quick, I thought it was brilliant. He dragged the ball with his left foot right past the defender, which I think was holding and just brilliant finish. And then when he got injured, I thought it was really nice. So Giroud off the chest, down to pull this. His first touch, he was gone. I mean, it's so hard to defend against pace. Yeah. And then he pulled up with the hamstring. So, dude, Pulisic, man, I mean, we talked about it earlier. And you have to check out this episode if you haven't already. But it's called Personal Ting. Pulisic king and we go really in depth about Pulisic we don't want to make this game about Pulisic uh, but you should definitely check out that episode because we really go in on that and it was so disappointing to see him come off um, and if he's on the pitch Ben I don't know if Arsenal wins that's how dangerous he is exactly yeah that was a big change change in uh, momentum from the game and just again on that on that injury uh, that man that, that hurt me man <laughs> because you could see the anguish on his face as he's running right you can see that he uh, he he pulled it kind of right before he was going to shoot, and he still he still tried to uh, to score and take a shot on effort. So um, just American grit, man, and that that shows kind of his his desire to to play for the team. But really sad from that moment. We we still don't know the, the extent of that injury, but uh, Champions League is coming up around the corner, and they I, I'm I I doubt he'll be fit, but. And, and good question too about the Conte thing. That's that's something to kind of look into. But I mean, it's for me, Joe. What I what I'm thinking after this game is like, what does what does Lampard learn from this? Right. You know, and you kind of touched, you kind of touched on it a little bit. And dude, he's got to go after defenders. He absolutely <laughs> in the transfer yeah. window. He's 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 already spent so much. They already spent so much on the attacking line, dude. It, it, like Lewandowski's got to be licking his lips coming against them uh, in the in the second leg yeah. because they were all over the place, man. Rudiger was getting nutmegged by Pepe, uh, sending him for a hot dog on multiple occasions. Kurt Zuma looked uh, looked so bad in that in that uh, Aubameyang goal in the second goal. That was sublime finish. Don't take anything away from Aubameyang, but that was that was just terrible defending yeah. too. But. Um, yeah, what what do you think he needs to do? What, what or is that where you think he needs to uh, 
is that the learning moment for for Lampard? Is just like you need to go out and get spend some money on defenders. No, Ben, I think you make a good point. They, Chelsea looks suspect defensively, but I don't think necessarily going for a defender in the transfers market is his answer. Um, I just think today that he should have employed maybe some different tactics because Arsenal played very similar tactics, but they were the better team. Um, but you look at the players that they're bringing in, it's, it's Warner and Zayic. I mean, that's going to add a different element um, to that team offensively. And, you know, this defensive yeah. side that Chelsea played with got them third, or excuse me, fourth in the Premier League. So they're they're not a terrible defensive team. But Aspenaqueda, I would say, is like you said, Ben, he's lost a step, but he has experience mm-hmm. and he still has a role to play in this team. So I think he's a top lad. I think he's a really good defender. Zuma, you know, after his horrific injury, he's come back very, very good. I mean, besides him getting beat by Aubameyang for their second goal, I thought he had a pretty decent game. He was pretty aggressive. Um, there's, there's, there's areas where he can approve too but Alonso you know he's very good offensively he's 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 pretty average as a defender I would say uh, but yeah I think where they really need to invest is in a goalkeeper maybe more so than a defender but uh, for Lampard I mean I think he got his tactics wrong today I think he, he got outsmarted by Arteta um, and you know credit to Pep too like Arteta had mentioned uh, for the win um, but it was just a good game, 2-1. And like I said, Lampard was very unlucky today with his injuries. If Pulisic stayed in this game, dude, and if he didn't pull his hamstring on that sprint, he may have scored a second goal. And then we're talking to, you know, at that point, Chelsea is is in the game, and it, it could have been so different for them. So, you know, I think it's really harsh to say Chelsea's defense is terrible after one game, uh, but they do need to improve their first sure, Ben. If you can get another defender or something like it, yes, absolutely. But, dude, I think sometimes, Ben, you just, in these big games, you know, it's, like you said, it's about moments. And today it was against Chelsea in those moments. And even the officiating was, you know, slightly against Chelsea as well. So unlucky for those guys and just, you know, Ch- freaking Arsenal needed this, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Arsenal. You guys deserve it. Silverware in your cabinet. Keep on mocking Spurs and go into work Monday feeling like a champ. So that's a that's 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 good wrap up, Joe. I think you you touched on a lot of good points from Chelsea. And and for Arsenal too, it's I think it's a little bit of redemption. Gotta talk about redemption here because (laughs) Giroud, former Arsenal player, if you remember back and in uh, the final in, in Baku when they played for the Europa League final, Giroud scored uh, a goal in that game and they beat, they beat Arsenal in that, in that game. And then after the game, he, he, was, he was videoed by uh, one of the players on Chelsea in the charter bus saying, uh, for, first of all, he didn't celebrate his goal that he scored, but class. then he just ruined his, his, yeah, sure, class. But then he ruined a little bit of his rep after the game in, in the charter bus lifting up the trophy and yelling, thank you, Arsenal. And so that that was a bit of redemption, I think, for, for, for the Arsenal players uh, uh, winning this game. And so, yeah, big, big results for them. Congratulations to them. Joey, any last moments or any last things you want to say about uh, about the game? I, mean, I would just say for Giroud, he's, he's done really well for Chelsea, and he was an unwanted player at Arsenal, so for him to feel vindicated when they won last year is understandable because they had made a move for Lacazette, and of course Aubameyang was their big-time player, so Giroud kind of became you know, uh, surplus surplus goods at that point so Giroud's done remarkably well at what he's done at Chelsea and but yes Lacazette even gave it to Giroud in social media he posted something on his Facebook uh, that had something like uh, unlucky mate or something like that it, it was a picture of Giroud not winning so 
Uh, it's very rare <laughs> yeah. these days that Arsenal get to celebrate in that way. So credit to them. Enjoy your moment, Arsenal fans. I know you're loving it. Um, but yeah, man. Dude, oh, I forgot to mention this. Aubameyang lifting the trophy and dropping it. That was hilarious. <laughs> well, he's forgotten about his silverware, man. Um, he doesn't know how to handle it. Well, no. It, also, also, dude, the FA Cup trophy is such an awkward-ass trophy. It's like three things. Yeah. It, when he first lifted it, it was like the bottom piece came down. And he was like, oh, shit. Dude, yeah. yeah. You know, the trophy represents <laughs> And then he carried it, right, in three pieces, and then he drops it. It was the only thing wrong that he did that 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 night. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> Unlucky at Bumbling, but not really because you're a fucking winner, bro. So well done. Pay the man. Pay the man is what uh, he's he's holding all the cards I, now, I, man. I, they, yeah. Uh, yeah they, I, I was mm-hmm. going to say, I would like to think that it's not Arsenal that's preventing him from signing because if you're not willing to give that guy the money, but you are Ozil, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'm hoping that's not the reason right. for the money. I'm hoping it's maybe his ambitions about like where he wants to play. And now that Arsenal's in Europe, maybe he'll put pen to paper. I really hope it's not about the money because Arsenal, it's time to splurge, bro. You know, they've done it in the past. Yeah, so I, I hope that's not it, Ben. Put the team on his back, though. <laughs> Because he scored two goals that game, bro, and then he's also scored two goals in the in the semifinal. So he's got he's a big time player. He 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 deserves it. And, yep. Um, uh, yep. Arsenal are lucky to have him. So for Arsenal fans, I uh, hope that he stays. But dude, let's go. Uh, let's get into Champions League moments here, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it. We should mention here, Joe, that we did cover our Champions League format review predictions and also like who needs to win the champions league the most in a previous episode that episode is called no champion no cry it's one of our favorite episodes we put a bunch of work into that nice little sound clips should give you some goosebumps but for today we want to kind of hype hype you up into give you some nostalgia feels and and give you kind of uh go back into like you know a little bit of a time capsule here and pick up some of our favorite champions league moments so Joe has one, I have one, and we're excited to share that for you guys. But before we do that, I'm going to throw Joe in the hot seat and give him a little Champions League best moments trivia. So Joe, you haven't seen this coming, bro. <laughs> so are you ready, my friend? I sure hope I'm ready, Benny. <laughs> you, need, you need a drink or something? You got you got your sweat you got your towel? We're only doing three questions, so it's not going to be that long. Okay, so. yeah. You no, ready? I mean, I feel pressure now, Ben, but okay, yeah, I guess I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone at home, feel free to play in and answer and chime in. When, and, um, but uh, here we go. So 2005, Miracle in Istanbul. At halftime, Liverpool are losing 3-0 to zero against AC Milan. Liverpool did the impossible and came back to level at 3-3 to three with some heroics from Stevie G and Jersey Dudek. In the final, PK saved by Dudek. Which AC Milan player had the title-winning miss? Ooh, that is a good question, man. I have to roll back here time. Um, I'm going to say it's Shevchenko. That's the first one that comes to mind. I'm going to say Shevchenko. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, let's go, let's go. And just, just so everyone knows, again, Ben didn't share this with me. So this is all off the top of the dome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was going to hope you to throw you off in thinking that you were, it was going to be someone in Liverpool that, you know, easy to remember. But not a lot of people kind of remember people who miss like, not, those not big like opportunities. Me, and, and if you haven't heard, I have my own podcast. It's called Regisa Report. So tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I 
I'm feeling good, bro. One for one. Let's go. Jesus. All right. One for one. God damn. All right. Calm your tits. Okay. Let's okay. go. 2017, oh, Joe, is Barcelona's comeback victory overturning a four-goal first leg deficit to win against PSG 6-1, to one, winning the tie 6-5 to five in the round of 16. Wow. How many goals and assists did Neymar have? Barca in goals and assists well Ben I'd just like to state before I answer this question I am a Real Madrid fan so I tend to shy away when people give Barcelona the plot it so if I don't know this answer Ben it's only because I'm a huge Real Madrid fan and Carlos I know you're disappointed with that but boy what a team um how many goals and assists so over the two legs or just in the, the when they turned it back when they turned it back the final game I'm talking about this is this is that Champions League moment baby this is a Okay. Tremendous game okay. Okay. For, for Barcelona coming back six to one in that game. Incredible. That's incredible. How many goals? I, I know Di Maria had a couple. That's the name of I know Di Maria had a couple as a former Real Madrid player at home in France. But for Neymar to score, how many did he score, Ben? I'm going to say he scored two goals and three assists. You got the goals okay. right. One assist, oh, one assist? So, oh, man, okay. Well, at least I'll take the goals. Can I get partial credit? Can I have one and a half, right? Partial uh, credit? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't give it to you. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. The, the, important, the important part is, is the goals. The, the assist that he had, though, the most important assist of the game was uh, to, to Sergio Roberto scoring that last-minute goal. What incredible scenes that game, man. Do you remember I that? that I, was, remember it, that was I remember his incredible free kick, which I think kind of – like started it off like just huge huge yep. momentum but no i don't remember sergio roberto like no man but uh... you remember that, that last goal <laughs> god damn bro. i know i know Come on, do you even watch no, ben, i watch it but at the same time it's like one eye is closed because it's like yay barcelona <laughs> <laughs> all right all right fine credit credit so all right the next one's a real madrid one joe so if you don't know this one i, I picked a really hard one i feel like god, so ben, this, this is a hard quiz dude all right. In 2014, Real Madrid secured La Decima, winning their 10th European Champions League title. After Godin's goal for Atletico, it took heroics from Sergio Ramos in what minute to level the tie and send it into extra time? The game, fin- the game finished. Yeah, you already know the answer. The game finished 4-1, to one, by the way, with goals from Bale, Marcelo, and Ronaldo. Right, right, right. Oh, well, the, I sort of the player of the match, too, was Di Maria. Then um, you forgot to mention that as well, um, at least in the extra time. And then we didn't give him a new contract after that, which was just mind boggling. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 91st <laughs> or 92nd. And I remember this. And Eber, if you're listening, I was in your basement and there was a bunch of Barcelona fans with us. And we were late for a game because we were jumping up and down, yelling in their faces. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so what minute? What minute, Joe? With confidence, don't say ninety first, ninety second. Give me a uh, ninety third, ninety fifth. Give me something. So you will not accept ninety first or ninety second. It has to be one or the other. Or you know, ninety seventh. I don't even. Do you remember how much stoppage time? Ben, it was. Mean? It was just a dream. But um, I'm gonna say final answer. Ninety <laughs> first minute. Dude, you got it right on stoppage time. Yes, let's go. It is go. stoppage time, and it was it was it was ninety third. Oh, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, two, three. Yeah, so to get it to get stoppage time, that's that's what counts. So that's yeah. that's amazing. Thank that's you, good. Ben. Thank you, dude. That was that was a tough quiz, man. Not because I'm going to give you. I'm not gonna, just going to have you guess players' ages, but I'm going to go in. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that was that was not a stroll in the park, bro. You did well though. You did well. You got I would I would give you uh two and a half. Yeah, you got you got almost almost with the with the assist on the bar. So I'll give I'll give you the extra credit uh or for, for that one and then uh extra time. You Thank got you, it right. brother. Thank you. That was a good quiz, man. Well done, man. Awesome. Hell yeah. So uh yo, favorite moments, man. Uh I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Who wants to go first? Dude, I'll just do it. Uh, I'll go first because we, we were just talking about Real Madrid. So, uh, But maybe the best game, and I talked about this before in an earlier podcast. I don't remember what episode, but I talked about falling in love with this team right after the World Cup. Um, well, Real Madrid came up against Manchester United in the Champions League in 2003, Ben. Um, and this this game has just so much importance for football. And if you're a younger younger fan listening to our show, I guarantee you what you should do after this is is type in YouTube Real Madrid Manchester United. You're talking about the biggest club from England, you know, arguably, and the biggest club from Spain, one of the biggest clubs because there's two. Um, and they went at each other like, and both rosters were amazing. Um, you know, Real Madrid was the Galacticos, and Manchester United they were more so. Um, you know, that famous class that they had, their youth team. So it was just just an amazing game. And j- just to give you sort of the statistics on this one, Madrid won 3-1 in the Santiago Bernabeu. Big game for them. And it could have been a lot more, honestly. Um, and the return leg, though, United, so strong at Old Trafford, won 4-3. And then, but Madrid went through 6-5 on aggregate. Um, but here, here's something that's really cool that you might not know about this game. Roman Abramovich was at the Old Trafford game. And he was so inspired by what he saw with the Galacticos. Um, he bought Chelsea that summer. Now, how how Damn. amazing has that been? That's that's amazing. I did not know that. Great, great, uh, great. Yeah, and, and to give you the like sort of the rosters for these two teams, I'm just gonna name a few names. But this was the Galacticos, Real Madrid. At, you know, at their finest, maybe their maybe their best squad on paper ever. But it was Ronaldo, Raúl, Zidane, Figo, Mekelele, um, just just Roberto Carlos, just name after Casillas, unbelievable. And this, you know, for Manchester yeah. United, Beckham was on the team at this time. His goals, I'd say, in his prime. You had Giggs, you had Ferdinand, um, you had Gary Neville, who wasn't. It wasn't a skillful player, but boy, and Ben Nistroy. I mean, just unbelievable mm-hmm. teams that went back and forth. And I threaded into Guti. Who in turn moves it on to Ronaldo. A lot to do. Oh, but he has done it. Ronaldo gives Real Madrid the lead on the night. Roberto Carlos joins the attack. Zidane back to Roberto Carlos. Ronaldo, he scored again. Pigo on to Ronaldo. Running the United back line. Ronaldo all on his own. Makes it 3 2 Real Madrid. And that's the best of the lot. A marvelous hat trick. You hear this emotion. I mean, 6 5 in the Champions League. And we're going to get to see that next week in that raw emotion. And, and Ben, Beckham had a free kick in this game um, at Old Trafford. And I, was it the next season that we bought him? I want to say it was. It was. Yeah. 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 That was his, uh, that was his tryout. And then <laughs> Bar, uh, Real Madrid were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's buy it. But <laughs> he actually had, no, yeah. that, dude, that was a great, go ahead. I was going to say, he actually had two goals in that game, Ben, but, um, yep. just, just amazing, man. Just amazing. The quality of football that you have. Um, it, it, you see a lot of fouls in this one, Ben, that could have been red cards. And we talked about the Chelsea Arsenal, you know, the softness <laughs> and just what a different caliber of football it was back then. Dude, so different. So different. So what sticks out to me in this game, man, was uh, two things. It was Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, by the way, for, for uh, younger Fat fans. Ronaldo, as you might uh, know. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe a little bit better. Scoring, 
scoring the hat trick and just all sublime finishes. Just, just amazing. Uh, one of them being from long distance. And then the second thing was, was as, you, as you mentioned, was David Beckham coming on as a sub. He was actually uh, in, a, in a bit of a, a bad standing with Ferguson at that time. So this was a, was a very, very great moment for, for Beckham scoring two goals in that game and kind of giving that like, like, yo, I deserve to play kind of, you know, position in, the, in that game. And uh, yeah, it, you know, two great legs. Man, you won the the second leg at Old Trafford. Great nights in Old Trafford and for Champions League. I can't wait to see that again next season. But um, it wasn't wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. And one of the other thing, third thing that I just remember just now was, I think uh, John O'Shea will hold this forever. But he nutmegged Figo, Joe. He nutmegged Figo in wow. that game. It's gonna go on. It's gonna go on his resume. It's it's. Oh, up there. That's- <laughs> Brilliant job, but only a Manchester United fan would remember that. Um, but yes. dude, it, it shows you the quality too of like the manager to get players like John O'Shea on, on this type of stage, man. Um, but dude, the atmosphere from both teams was just brilliant, Ben. And it, it's really fun remembering games like this. And I hope we have some more classics to come um, next week. But uh, Ben, what, I mean, what do you got in store for me, brother? What's your game? All right, so yeah, I, I have many favorite moments. I could have easily chosen, you know, uh, Solskjaer has won it moment. The two goals that he scored in, in, in 90 minutes versus Bayern on that night in Mo- and or or uh, that night in Moscow, winning in pens against Chelsea, both moments lifting the the Champions League title. But um, I have to pick a moment that I was I just I was on the edge of my seat the entire game, and and then one specific moment that I just I just fell to the floor and I couldn't believe what I just seen, and uh, and so my all time favorite moment has to be Ronaldinho's performance against Chelsea. In 2005, scoring that iconic goal, which was which was peak level, Dino, and so John Terry scored a late header to give the Blues a five to four aggregate win and send them into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. But the game belonged to Ronaldinho purely based off his utterly outrageous second goal. When the ball dropped to him, you know, at the edge of the box, he controlled it and he had no options. So he pulled off a filthy strike that left Peter Cech just rooted to the spot. Terry's header only as far as Iniesta. Now Ronaldinho. Oh, it's a terrific goal. Wonderful, wonderful goal. Absolutely breathtaking. Ronaldinho, you just didn't see it coming. And in the blink of an eye, back of the net. Peter Cech, Peter Cech never moved. He just literally wasn't expecting it. He didn't believe for one minute the Brazilian would just do what he did. Everyone's waiting for him to thread the ball through for the runner. But watch. I mean, before you even blink, it's in the back of the net. That is absolutely outrageous. That's why he's World Player of the Year. Go and watch that game. From uh, You can watch the entirety of the game somewhere on YouTube. But if you watch the, the highlights too... It was back and forth, Brand. Back and forth. So much drama in that game. The game had everything, and the the cherry on top was this beautiful goal from from Ronaldinho, doing his little shimmy dance before he before he scores it. And listening to the to the announcer, he was just he didn't know what to say. He was he was he he was uh his breath was taken away. He didn't know how to describe the goal. That's how that's how insane it was, and 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 just. 
the the genius of Dino to come up with that in the back of his you know in, in his brain to to show that class and to to show that that um that kind of street level soccer mentality of like I can I pulled this goal off before and and, and just amazing ben, if, bro amazing if game. I may uh, I think you just saw in this game a Brazilian player samba like he was off the field at a party and that's what he did he moved his hips. Right foot yeah. toe and like Ben said, Peter Check, like he he sort of saw it happen, and then the next thing you know, the ball's in the back of the net, and and even the Stamford Bridge crowd was silent because they were like silent. Wait, wait, wait did, did that just go in? And the way you described it, Ben was just amazing, man. He was a player that I think if you ask like a, a lot of different players in his prime, I don't know if you could touch him, like the way he used to dribble and control a game, and just in a moment you knew every time he got the ball, something magical was gonna happen. Just just yeah. Peak peak level Dino and uh and that was that was a great matchup and the kind of like beginning of a little bit of a rivalry between Chelsea and Barcelona in the Champions League. They went on to face each other, I think, a few more times. But this one being before Messi being there, uh, and so this was this was Dino and, and Eto and Mourinho coaching Chelsea. Peak also peak Frank Lampard. Uh they had a they had a they were they were just kind of beginning to sign all these players. And they had they had Kasman, Kasman right. as their striker, Johnson, uh, Duff. So they had they had a, a a very kind of starter beginning of like Mourinho and um, and Roman Abramovich kind of pulling out the checkbook. But dude, this was this was an amazing game. And something also maybe to lift up a little bit of the Blues fans here. Yeah, but I was just gonna say, <laughs> I, I, I was just, just gonna say you did that very well because we have a lot of Blues fans that listen. It's not often that you get to talk about Chelsea when they lose because they're a club that so traditionally comes out on top. So this was one of those moments that I'll never forget either, Ben. So Chelsea, credit to you and you guys hosting what a game in the Champions League, and you know you get to have that same football next year. So get you know get excited for that because you'll be back in the Champions League. This Friday, man, it's coming up. Everybody, uh, get your subscriptions. Do what you got to do. Get your phones. Watch it on whatever. Uh, stream it. And just so everybody knows, too, uh, we, we won't be recording next week. We're, uh, we're going on a little R&R. And we're, we're going a little bit. So Joe's, Joe will be at the beach. Soaking <laughs> <laughs> it up. Living the dream. Watching all these Champions League games while you're at work. So that's it. That I'm going. I'm actually going on a little bit of vacation too. I'm going to uh, to a river house, so that should be dope. But yeah, we're gonna take a little bit of a break too next week. So I hope you guys miss us. And uh, any little final shout outs, Joe, that you want to Yes, absolutely. And this one's probably long overdue. And I, I sort of want to make this one a little bit of a test because she says she listens to the podcast religiously. But dude, huge shout out to my girlfriend Connie. Uh, this podcast, you know, it, it's so much fun for me and Ben, but it does take a lot of time up, and she's she's been so cool about that. So big shout out to Connie, thank you so much. Uh, but that that was long overdue, Ben. So just shout out to Cons. All right, so mine is gonna go to uh, an 11 year old Joe, an 11 year old who's listening to the pod. His name is Xavier. Uh, Great name. Keep up. Yeah, yeah. His favorite player is Mbappe. Mine too. Mine too. So right now. hope. hope. Hopefully he's uh, he's not that injured and he can come back maybe in the second leg uh, or in the in the quarterfinals or and it, he hopefully he comes back for the Champions League Xavier. So uh, thanks for listening to the pod and thank you to everyone and all our fans and uh, uh, we hope you enjoyed it and give us a, a like or a subscribe or, or share with your mates and hope you guys 
uh, see you miss us and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, so. see you guys in a couple weeks, man. Well done. Uh, shout out to everybody, man. We love you guys. And uh, yeah, get, get forward to missing us for a little bit. We'll catch you in a couple weeks.